Hey y'all, it's A Few Minutes with a Few podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Maddie. And we have a passion for seeing people make Jesus number one in their everyday lives. We want to get serious about being serious for Jesus. Will you join us? Hey y'all, welcome back to the podcast. We are so excited to have you joining us for another episode. Maddie and I have a lot to say today. We are excited for this episode because I feel like we, okay, what, we always have a lot to say, guys. Obviously, we, we can talk nonstop here on the podcast because we love, love sharing with you guys here, but Maddie's told me that I have to stay under 20 minutes, so. Yeah, she goes so long sometimes, and I'm like, Lily, we've got to cut it back a little bit, you know, like we want people to listen. Although when I go back and listen to them and stuff, it really doesn't feel like it's right, 45 minutes sometimes or yeah. whatever, like, but yeah, anyway. Anyway, so yeah, we're going to try to limit this a little bit, but today we want to talk. It won't a- happen. No, it won't, but, but <laughs> we can dream big, probably. right? Yeah. <laughs> so today we wanted to talk a little bit about our expectations in ministry because I feel like this is something people don't often talk about. Once they get into ministry, it's just like, okay, we tell you all the encouraging and challenging stuff, great stuff, stuff we've done, stuff we've talked about, you know, all that. But we really want to just kind of like review, I guess, not just like how we started and all of that, but just expectations of how we thought ministry would be or how we thought the few would work and like everything going into the few, almost like a behind the scenes look at the few yeah. in a way. And I know that sounds a little bit odd because when people tell you like behind the scenes, you're thinking how stuff gets done and how stuff works and all that stuff. And that's true. But it's also like behind the scenes of here's what we thought it would look like. And here's how it really is. Kind of like expectation versus reality, right? Y'all have seen Mm -hmm. those like pictures and stuff on social media. And this is kind of going to be that, but in a podcast episode, if that makes sense. Hopefully I haven't confused you, but that's what we're going to talk about today. So Maddie, I want you to start us off with like something that you expected the few to be or how you expected something to go and what it really was like. Yeah. Well, I think the first thing that I kind of expected, which was honestly pretty unrealistic, but I expected it nonetheless, Yeah, was for the blog or our Instagram or our Facebook page to just take off, mm-hmm. have tons of following, have tons of views and just encouraging yeah. stuff from people who were seeing our posts and different things. And that really didn't happen. Although when not we right got away, up to sure. like 10 followers, we were like, oh, wow, we're famous, <laughs> but not really. But I think that that's something that I kind of expected going into starting the blog and all that, which Mm -hmm. honestly, I didn't expect to have a blog or social media accounts or anything like that. So that was something that the Lord was already kind of stretching us on because, you know, that was never really our expectation for what the few was going to be. It was Mm -hmm. just supposed to be a Bible study group, which a lot of you know, we've done episodes about that. But yeah, I think I just expected kind of this fame and glory to come like right at the beginning when Mm -hmm. we 
started stuff. And so the Lord honestly had to work on me a little bit with that because he just kind of told me like, Maddie, it's not about the fame and the glory. And Mm -hmm. I already knew that, but it's so easy to get caught up in, well, I'm putting so much work into this. I think that people will like this. And then Mm -hmm. when people don't like it or share it or read it or Mm -hmm. anything, it's discouraging sometimes because you do put a lot of work into that stuff. I mean, it took us a long time to get the blog running. Mm -hmm. Took us a while to get the podcast running, which the podcast- Two weeks. (laughs) But it was like a lot of work for two weeks. Yeah. uh, Just because we are not super techie. So yeah, all that stuff, like you put a lot of hard work into it. And Mm -hmm. then when you don't see immediate positive feedback, then sometimes it can be discouraging. But the Lord just kind of dealt with me on that. So that was kind of an expectation. I also expected it to be very easy. Yeah. And it's not. (laughs) But I think that that's one of the things that initially I really expected out of ministry. Then it was kind of like, nope, that doesn't happen right away. But Mm -hmm. we have seen a lot of growth. The Lord has really blessed us. And I think that that's because we don't look at our stats every single day. We're not constantly monitoring the amount of followers we have or anything like that. And so I think that the Lord has kind of blessed that Mm -hmm. in a way of we're not only concerned about who's seeing it, who's sharing it, who's liking it. We're just concerned about putting it out there and the right people are going to read it when they need to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's definitely been something just as far as like social media and and all that stuff that you really, I don't know, you, I guess you just hear so many stories about, well, I started this and it just took off right away and people yeah. loved it. And, you know, and it's not that people don't like the few, that's not what we're saying, but it's like, you just expect there to be all these people yeah. who are only focusing on the few and you are the best thing ever and all that. Yeah. And it, it's not that we thought that we had like the best thing going because we knew in the beginning that we didn't want that. We didn't want a ministry that was like every everyone else. We didn't want to do what everyone else was doing. And so we knew that we were going to be different. We knew that it was going to be something totally radical and that it was going to look really, really different from what everyone was used to in ministry. But I guess we just kind of underestimated how hard that really is to Mm -hmm. try and gain a following, you know, and it's not, and we've just given up on that, honestly, like trying to gain a following has been something that Maddie and I have put on the back burner because we would rather pour into real life people than try to do everything by social media because that's something that everyone else is doing. You Mm -hmm. see where I'm at? And so I think that what most people think, well, you can do both really well and you can, it's true, but it does take a lot of work to do ministry online and to do ministry in person. And so, like, you have to know what work is valuable. And that is something that I really struggled with in ministry is like, okay, I have this person who really needs poured into, who really needs to be discipled, whatever. You know, I need to answer their texts. I need to call them back, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you also have people who are emailing you who are asking for the same thing or are asking for a link or for whatever, you know, and, and different things like that or messaging you. And so you have to like try to work it out in your mind of what is most important right now. Where does God want me to pour my time and effort? Like, what does he want me to focus on? You know, I guess that's the big question. Mm -hmm. And so knowing what work is valuable, what work really matters is something that has been really challenging for me. And I guess I just went into ministry thinking that I would just be able to discern that right away. And that hasn't been the case. I've really had to pray about it and to seek the Lord about it, which is great. Like, it's something that's turned me to him in ministry. Like, I'm not relying on myself in that area because if it's up to Lily, I would just be on FaceTime with the girl that I'm discipling 
while trying to message this person back, right? Mm-hmm. Who needs my help here? And it's not that you can't multitask in ministry. It's not that you can't do a lot of things at once, but what do I really want to do well? What am I really after? And so I don't know. I just, I just thought when we started the few, like that we would be able to nail that down right away or that I would. And that hasn't been the case. Like I've really had trouble with time management, trying to figure out like, where does God want me this minute? You know, mm-hmm. and where does he want me the next? Because it can change and it can change yeah. very quickly. Yeah, it can vary a lot because, mm-hmm. you know, one day one of our Bible study girls has this big issue pop up and then you've right. got to be on FaceTime with them for like two hours mm-hmm. or, you know, they come over here and we talk about it. Yeah, stuff changes in ministry a lot. And that's yeah. another thing that I didn't expect kind of with the few, which our family has been in ministry pretty much our whole lives. Mm-hmm. Our dad has always been a leader in our church. And so, you know, we're always at church all the time helping with everything everything and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. So we kind of knew what ministry looked like. And then obviously we went into like full-time ministry where we were working with our own organizations and stuff. And then me and Lily started The Few. And so we kind of expected some of the things that were going to happen in ministry. But I think that at the beginning, you think it's going to be all sunshine and rainbows. Right. And it's It's not. not like at all. It's really, honestly, ministry can get pretty ugly sometimes. Mm. And sometimes that's not always bad. Sometimes you've got to be in the ugly with people. And that sounded really weird. But well, I mean, we've always said like there's ministry in the mess, yeah. you know, and I think that that's what you and I have think that that's on. what the Lord uses mm-hmm. a lot of the time is when you're just willing to sit with somebody, help them out of their mess, mm-hmm. out of the ugly stuff that they're dealing with. The Lord uses that stuff, but sometimes that can create a lot of drama. Sometimes that can create just so many things where you've got to completely readjust your schedule, or you've got to just drop this thing that you were really mm-hmm. looking forward to doing. And I think that. Our parents have always set a good example of that, though. Yeah. And so that was just kind of natural, kind of, because our dad was always willing, like, oh, this guy's in the hospital. Then, Mm -hmm. okay, here we go. We're going to drive to the hospital and go visit with him. And, like, it's just always kind of been our deal to just drop everything and be there for people. Mm -hmm. But I think that when we started our ministry and it was, like, our friends and stuff... I expected it to be a little bit easier, but it definitely wasn't. Like, we've had some ups and downs in our Bible study group and just different things where people have kind of readjusted their priorities to the point where Bible study or the few isn't necessarily, like, in their top 10 even, and so Mm -hmm. they just kind of fall away. And I'm not saying that the few is the only thing that matters. Like, their relationship with Jesus should obviously be number one, but I think that that was just something that could be very discouraging for us because Mm -hmm. all of us have made a commitment to each other to on Thursday nights, we're all going to be at our house and we're all going to worship and study. And then Mm -hmm. when someone would put something above that of where, oh, well, I have this sports practice thing, so Mm -hmm. I'm not making it or, you know, just different things. Life would sometimes get in the way. And so I think that at the beginning, Lily and I were almost like, I can't even believe that people aren't here every Thursday. And we were just kind of Mm -hmm. forgetting about normal life and how people have different schedules and stuff. And so the Lord definitely had to work with us Mm -hmm. about that because sometimes we would get like, oh my goodness, can't believe she missed Bible study again. And it would be something that because we were so passionate about it, it would be like, come on, why can't you get this? Why can't you just put this priority Mm -hmm. at the top of the list? Why can't you just put Jesus at the top, have the few right under that, you know? Mm -hmm. But a lot of our girls have 
family that Jesus isn't necessarily number one on their priority list or they have other people in their lives that are focused on different things and we're just a bunch of teenage girls like we can't change other people's schedules and lives necessarily in order to you know just kind of conform to what we want to do where we want to go all that stuff so that was something that the Lord had to work on with us uh, of Bible study and stuff but I think that that's something that can be discouraging in ministry but look at it as the Lord's going to have the right people here, just like he's going to have the right people reading our posts. And so, we've just always tried to focus on if there's only one girl at Bible study, we just need to pour into her because she's obviously here for a reason. And it's just kind of like a two-way street. We learn so much from our girls and I'm sure that they learn things from us and we've all grown a lot through those different trials. So, it's not always a negative. And honestly, I've had a difficult time looking at it like that because... I tend to just automatically look at the negative instead of the positive of, well, this one girl showed up to Bible study, so we just need to focus on pouring into her and seeing what's going on in her life, helping her with that. And so, I think that that's something that if you're in ministry, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about of just sometimes it can be really discouraging when people won't give it their all and it's something that you're giving your all, you're really passionate about. But I would encourage you to just look at the positives, look at the people who are still with you, who are still sticking by your side and are still coming to those Bible studies or listening to those podcast episodes because the Lord can even just use one. And I think that that's something that I've definitely had to look at a lot. Just, you know, not getting discouraged when people don't make it a priority, but focusing on the people who do. Mm -hmm. But while still trying to get those people to come back to Bible study or to make Jesus a priority, like you never necessarily give up on someone. You still pray for them. You still encourage them to look at their priorities, see if Jesus is still at the top of their list and challenge them if he's not. I mean, I think that one of the things that, you know, I've had to really think about, like, the best illustration that I can give when it comes to people not giving their all or whatever, it's kind of like you're trying to build this family, right, that's really close, that has Jesus as its priority and all this stuff. You're trying to pour in. You're trying to give time. You're always there every Thursday. You know, that's, that's something that I've had to really struggle. Like, don't say this to them. Don't, you know, whatever. But, you know, so often if you're in ministry, you want to say, listen, like, I give my all to you. Get your life together. I give my all to you every single Thursday or I give my all every single whatever, you know, day it could be Mm -hmm. meeting, whatever you know, every time I'm here, I change my schedule. Like, you think that I don't have stuff going. I have to make time for this. And I make even more time than you do sometimes when I have to teach or I have to prepare this or prepare that. And so, you can get so focused on those things because you want to build this family. And like Maddie said, you're so passionate about it. And so, sometimes that can override emotions and stuff. And it can just get really messy sometimes. But what I've had to think of is like, I'm trying to build this family. And if they're aren't going to choose to be a part of it, that's on them. You know, you can't make them, you can't force them, you can't anything, which is kind of my tendency in life is to be like, listen, this is where you're supposed to be and do it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I can get pretty harsh when it comes to that stuff because I'm so passionate about it and because I often, not that I get everything right, not that I can read people's lives or whatever, but I can pretty easily tell when Jesus is first and when he's not. You know, it's very evident and I think that everyone can. If you're in ministry, if you've given your all, like, it's easy to see our choices are evidence of whom we 
trust and whom we're living for. And so when your choices aren't reflecting that, it's easy to tell, okay, Jesus isn't number one in your life or whatever, you know? And so when you're trying to build this family, you have to remember if they don't want to be a part of it, that's on them. You can't make them. And that has been really tough to, you know, swallow. Like, that has been a pill that I have had to be like, okay, Lord, you know, you're teaching me through this because you want them to be a part of the family, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, whenever they make a choice to not be or they spend their time elsewhere away from the family, it hurts. It really hurts. And so, you just have to battle through it. Like, I don't know what else to tell people, especially if you're doing ministry with someone. And it could, it may not be that you have a ministry. It could be one person that you're dealing with, mm-hmm. that you're like, I see you as family. I'm giving my all. I'm trying to pour into you. And it gets tough and they don't want it or they walk away or whatever. And it creates so many scars that yeah. it's like every time they come back, they rip the scar back open. And then every time they walk away, again, the scars ripped open. And a verse that has really like helped to me has been Exodus 14, 14, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. And I love that verse because it shows me like, okay, Lord, you're taking care of this. I have my work to do. I have to talk to that person still. I have to work through things with them, but he's going to fight for you ultimately. And so that's really been something that I've had to cling to. You do your thing. You stay passionate about it. Don't let them steal your passion. You know, that's something that I've had to really, 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 really focus on is Mm -hmm. don't let someone else's priority take your focus away from the Lord. Really, I mean, honestly, if I'm, if I'm being super honest, nothing we can say to you in this episode is going to heal that because it's just hard. Like, it's just really hard when people aren't giving their all or they, whatever. And it is your life. Like, it is what you want to do. And when you're giving your all, it's hard. And I've listened to many podcast episodes, (laughs) scripture, spending time with the Lord, like your own relationship with Jesus is the only thing that will take care of that. That always Um, has to come first over that stuff. Because if you're not being fed directly Mm -hmm. from the Lord, his word, prayer, all that stuff, then you can't possibly pour into other people. Yeah. And that's another thing that me and Lily have kind of had to work through, just not being so focused on the ministry Mm -hmm. that we miss our own relationships with Jesus. Because honestly, sometimes that can happen. It can happen quite frequently, Mm -hmm. honestly, if you if you don't have your priorities right. And sometimes me and Lily don't have our priorities right. And Mm -hmm. it gets really frustrating. Like Lily was saying about building this family, it's always so worth it when you get those people Mm -hmm. who want to be in the family and they're willing to help you build it. Mm -hmm. And honestly, sometimes that's just been Lily and I for each other. Like sometimes we're the only ones who are like... (laughs) We want to build this thing up and we right. want to see people come to Jesus. We want to see them get serious. Mm-hmm. But when you find those other people who want to build it with you, sometimes that's just been our mentors mm-hmm. too. Like Pete, we've talked about him on the podcast before. He has always, almost every time we see him, he gives us like a psychology lesson <laughs> and he just says like, okay, let's look at the vision right. and let's see what we're doing. And our parents have always helped us so much with all of this mm-hmm. stuff. They've always been willing to give us the resources and the time. We talked about that a little bit in our episode with Cameron Green mm-hmm. about our parents giving us the time and resources to chase after the things that matter. Mm-hmm. And that has always helped so much because I know that there's some people who really want to do ministry, who mm-hmm. want to pour into people and they just flat out like no one's really giving them the time and the 
resources. You know, you've got school, you've got a job, you've got this or that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we've got a lot going. And I know that there's a lot of other people who have a lot going. Like, we all have a lot of stuff. And for me and Lily, you know, we're doing college classes. We're babysitting a lot. We're doing the few. We're, we've got speaking engagements. And then you've got just your regular stuff where you're Mm -hmm. meeting with that girl who's going through stuff. But anyway, to look at some more positives in ministry. Over 4th of July weekend, we were doing some things with some of our local Bible study girls, and we had, like, just this list of questions that we were going through. We did that on our three-year anniversary, and we just all really liked that. It was just something where we had some really good conversation and stuff, so we were all like, we should do that again for 4th of July, and so we were going through that, and it was like, pick one word to describe the other person. You know how that works. So, there were a few of us there. It was like, midnight. And there were a few of us there. Obviously, we couldn't just do one word. So, we all picked like four things. Was it four or three? Mm-hmm. It was three or four yeah. of how we would describe these other people. And just listening to some of our friends' responses, I just sat there and it wasn't even necessarily about us. It was me and Lily and then we had two of our other local girls. And it wasn't necessarily when they were talking about like attributes that they see in me and Lily or anything. It was just kind of just talking about the group and all the things that we've been through together and pointing out what we've noticed about each other that maybe we haven't noticed about ourselves or, you know, whatever. And it always pointed back to Jesus. Like, it was always how we've always pointed each other back to Jesus. And just in that moment, I was kind of like, okay, it's been worth it. We have gone through so much with these girls and it's all been worth it. Like, we've all grown so much through the process. And both of these girls really weren't super serious about Jesus before we started the few, and we've all had to work through that, you know? Priorities weren't set up the way they should be, necessarily. And so, we've all had to work through that. We've all had to grow through that. But just sitting there in that moment at 12 o'clock at night, just talking with each other, it was just kind of like, it's been so worth it. Like, these are our best friends wouldn't want to do anything without them. And so, I think that if you are in ministry, don't just focus on the people who are giving up or who don't have their priorities straight. And this is something that Lily and I have really had to evaluate in our own lives. Like, are we focusing so much on these people who are giving up, who don't want to follow Jesus as much as we do or as passionately as we do? instead of focusing on the people who do want to follow Jesus as much as we do and who are passionate about it. Because you have got to keep encouraging those people too. They've got people in their lives who are discouraging them from following Jesus, who aren't helping them, giving them the time and the resources. So, don't just be so focused on the people who give up that you forget about the people who are always right beside you, who are always helping you build. Pour into them because you both need it. Like, we all need to be poured into at one point. Don't give up on the other people, but be focused on both. First, focus on your relationship with Jesus, like we've been saying, and then focus on the people who have fallen away. Focus on the people who are still standing beside you because all of us need encouragement. All of us need challenges. Sometimes that isn't always just, oh, you're doing such a great job. You're following Jesus so well. Sometimes it's like, come on, get your life together. You know this isn't how it's supposed to be. That's something that Lily and I have really just been praying about, trying to focus on. Sometimes it doesn't always work. Sometimes you get too focused on the people who have fallen away or sometimes you can get selfish in ministry. It's just, I've done all this stuff. No one's taking notice. No one's giving me their time or anything. But yeah, just focus on Jesus. 
that's the moral of this story. Mm-hmm. A verse that I wanted to point out was Proverbs thirty-one eighteen, And I think that this is very encouraging. It says, she perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. And I think that this is something that is very key to like those expectations that you have that don't Mm -hmm. turn out to be reality, right? The expectations that you're like, okay, this is how it's going to go. It's going to be great. I'm never going to give up, that kind of thing, right? That mindset that it's easy to go into something with, Mm -hmm. but then it's really hard to come out the other side with. And so something that I've had to really focus on is that like what you have inside of you that Jesus wants to use, your gifts, your passions, or whatever, all of those things are so important and it's profitable to other people. Like it matters to other people. Even if it is that one or two or three or four that actually won it, it's going to make a difference. And so Mm -hmm. you have to focus on what I have is profitable and you can't get selfish in that. So that is hard to tell people like what you have matters, right? And I've said it uh, multiple times recently, like our influence is irreplaceable. The influence that God has given us is irreplaceable because somebody can't walk into my life and have the same impact in others that I can because I may have a friendship that they don't or I may do something different or I just know something about this person or my gifting abilities and different things are what they need, right, in life or whatever it is. Nobody else can do that for me. I have to be the one to do that because God has given me those gifts for a reason, those passions for a purpose. And so you have to use them and you have to be reminded of that. People need what you have Mm -hmm. because you have Jesus and that's what they need. That's ultimately what they need. And so whatever Jesus has given you to work through, whatever Jesus has given you to kind of shepherd or watch over or lead in or whatever, you have to remember that it is profitable to people. And Mm -hmm. I love that it says, that her lamp does not go out at night. I think that that's just very powerful. Like, it won't go out at night if you know what work is valuable because you know this candle matters, I have to keep it burning, and you figure it out every single time. You figure out how to keep it burning. And sometimes that is the hardest thing you will ever do. Sometimes that is like the most challenging thing in life, right? That that you're like, God, I didn't really want to do this today. I didn't really mm-hmm. want to walk through this with somebody or whatever it is. It can sometimes be the hardest thing you go through, but you always have to figure it out because it's what God wants you to do. It's where he has you and it's not going to go out. It's kind of a promise from mm-hmm. God, right? It's kind of that promise that if you work hard for me, if you work well for me, if you work well with me, it won't go out because it matters and it's profitable. And so I think that that's just something that we have to focus on. You have to live in light of eternity, as we're always saying. And if you do that, the lamp won't go out. Whatever you're doing, it will matter. It will have an impact, even though you can't see it right now, even though you may not see it 10 years from now. Maybe you will. Um, Maybe you'll get a glimpse of what it's done in people's lives. And I hope Mm -hmm. that that's the case. But sometimes in some things you won't. And you have to be like, okay, Lord, I know that this is where you want me. I know this is what you have given me to do. And so I'm going to do it well. I'm going to try to do my very best in this. And it's often the hardest thing for us to do because it challenges you. But when you're challenged, you turn to the Lord. I think that that's really, really powerful when we're able to do that. We can look at the things in life and say, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it well. And that can make an impact in people's lives, whether we do see it immediately or not. 
Mm -hmm. And I think another thing that the lamp not going out could represent is that her light is always on. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter if it's the middle of the night. Someone can go to her house, reach out to her and say, like, help me with this. Right. Because they know her light is always going to be on. She's always going to be willing to help me. And whatever you need, that's something that is irreplaceable in ministry. Even if they never call you at two o'clock in the morning. Right. And say, my life is a shipwreck. Like, can you come over here? Can I come over there? Or just to FaceTime, talk on the phone, you know, whatever. Even if they never actually do that with you, it's there. They know that they can. And Mm -hmm. I think that that can have an influence. Even if they never have that crisis at two o'clock in the morning and you pick up the phone, just being there, just knowing that you are always available to help them can really influence people's lives, like Lily said. And I think that that's something that we should always be willing to do because I think that's something that Jesus was always willing to do. It was Mm -hmm. never too late to help his disciples or to heal somebody. Like he was always available when he saw a need that he knew needed to be met he met it and he didn't back away. He didn't say, well, I really need to go to bed. I need my beauty sleep. Like he never said that. He was always available, always listening to the Holy Spirit. And if we're trying to follow his example, I think that we should be doing that too. Mm -hmm. So, so much for 20 minutes. We're not doing too bad though, but we're going to wrap up in prayer. So please pray with us. Lord, I just thank you for this episode and for this day. And I just thank you for ministry. I thank you for the trials that we go through. I thank you for the encouraging times that we get to experience. I pray that you would just help us when we do experience those trials, though. I pray that you would just strengthen us and that you would be right by our side, help us to feel your presence, help us to continue listening to your Holy Spirit when we're trying to deal with a situation, when we're trying to be available for someone. And I pray that you would help us to focus on the people who want to build with us, that you would just help us to encourage one another, that we would just say keep on building no matter what happens. Keep fighting, keep building, keep doing what we're doing, and keep living for you. I pray that you would just give us the strength to do that and that you would just continue to encourage us through your word and through prayer and your Holy Spirit. I pray that you would just help us as we are trying to do ministries. We're trying to live like you. I pray that you would just help us to follow your example in all the ways that we possibly can. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, guys, I want to leave you with Malachi 3.6. It says, he doesn't change, therefore we are not consumed. And I think that this is a really, really great verse. We have to depend on him. We have to recognize that Jesus never changes. He will never leave us. He is always there for us. And so, I mean, such a simple promise, right? Mm -hmm. Like, he doesn't change, therefore we are not consumed, but it's so simple and so just a beautiful thing in our spiritual walk that we can look at and say, you know what? The Lord doesn't change. He's always there for me no matter what we're going through, no matter what we're walking through. I'm not going to be consumed because I'm not going to let anything else distract me from him. I'm not going to let anybody else like take me from his presence because mm-hmm. he doesn't change. And so I, I'm going to stick with him. I'm going to be with him. I'm going to put him first in my life, even if no one else does. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's my promise to him. That's my pledge. That's my covenant with him that I'm going to do this no matter what. And so that's just, that's very powerful. So stick with that this week. Live it out. Get serious in that way. Like, hey, Lord, even if no one else is going to do this, I'm going to be the crazy one. I'm going to be the radical one. And I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to do it and walk it out. 
Don't give up on it. That is key. You cannot stray from it. Even if you do, even if you have a mess up, even if you, you know, have a moment that doesn't reflect Christ, repent and turn back to him because he will not let you be consumed if you are following him wholeheartedly. So we thank you guys so much for listening. We hope that this was encouraging to you, that it was relatable. I think that anybody, whether you're trying to disciple someone, whether you want to disciple someone, whether you're wanting to start ministry or you've been in ministry for years, I think that it's encouraging to look at it and say, okay, like it's going to be hard, but we can do it anyway. So Mm -hmm. thank you guys so much for listening and we will talk to y'all very, very soon. Bye guys. (laughs) 